today we are going to talk about comfort techniques we can utilize through labor. So these are non-medical techniques that we can get through contractions with. Welcome to the Mackenzie on Motherhood podcast. From labor to lullabies, I'm your nurse friend through it all. Growing, having, and raising a baby is super overwhelming, and let's just try to simplify it. Join us as we dive into diverse birth stories and feeding journeys of real parents. Learn valuable tips and tricks from me, a labor and delivery and postpartum nurse, and a fellow mom. My goal is to help you find your power through knowledge and support as we embrace the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Friendly reminder, the information presented is for educational purposes only and not medical advice. See mckenzieonmotherhood.com slash disclaimer for more details. Welcome. My name is Mackenzie. I'm the host of this podcast. I am a labor and delivery and postpartum nurse. I also have two boys, one years old and three years old. So that's a little bit about me. Today, we are going to talk about comfort techniques we can utilize through labor. So these are non-medical techniques that we can get through contractions with. And these techniques aren't just to get through contractions. You can also use them if you're having a planned C-section to help you feel more calm when you are in your birth room. So you're going to listen to these comfort techniques and be like, okay, this is really like hippy-dippy, foo-foo, sit in a circle and sing kumbaya, right? But these techniques really do work. They are backed by research and As a personal experience, I had an unmedicated birth with my second, and I've used most of these comfort techniques, and I've also seen these techniques work firsthand as a labor and delivery nurse working with people giving birth in the hospital. So number one is look at changing your mindset and changing the words that you use surrounding pregnancy and birth. I love this quote from Ina Mae Gaskin. Ina Mae Gaskin is a very famous midwife. So she has a quote that says, Believe me, if you are told that some experience is going to hurt, it will hurt. Much of pain is in the mind. So when a woman absorbs the idea that the act of giving birth is excruciatingly painful, when she gets this information from her mother, her sisters, married friends, and her physician, that woman will be mentally prepared to feel great agony. I love what Ina Mae Gaskin says there because if you are going to expect pain, then you will have pain, especially labor pain. It's all a mindset and shifting how we think about it. As a nurse, how I practice is I actually don't say the word pain to my patients. Um, I always will ask my patients, what's the intensity of your contractions instead of what's the pain, you know, zero to 10. We can try to shift the word pain into saying pressure or intensity or discomfort. Um, same with contraction. Contraction kind of sounds like a harsh word and you can associate that word with pain in your brain. So we can change contraction to birth wave or pressure surge or surge or rushes. You don't have to do that, but I do think that trying to change your mindset into thinking labor pain as more of a pressure and discomfort and intensity that comes and goes, it's an expected pain, um, can really help be able to cope through them. 
You'll also want to stay in the moment with your contractions, surges, waves, whatever you want to call them. Um, You don't want to look and be like, how many hours do I have left to breathe through these? Take each contraction as it comes. Breathe through one, recoup, and then breathe through the next one. Be in the moment and don't be in the future thinking how much longer is this going to take. Creating a peaceful room for you to labor in is crucial. All of your labor hormones flow better when you feel peaceful, at ease, and you feel safe where you are. Think about it. We are animals when it comes down to it. And as animals, we have that fight or flight response innately in us. So we want to do everything to not have that flight or flight response. We want to be safe, at ease, so that we can relax and let labor flow. So how can we do that in the hospital? One, lighting. Turn off those lights. Make it dim. You can bring in your own lighting, like a strand of, you know, Christmas lights, string lights. You can bring in fake candles. Keep the lights low. Keep the noise low as well. You can ask the nurses to turn down any of the beeping in the room. You can bring a portable speaker and play whatever music that makes you feel relaxed and comfortable and at ease. Music is also just a great distraction as well. We're really kind of talking about the senses here when we're creating a peaceful room. So we got the lighting, we got the noise. Now let's talk about smell. If you like essential oils or have any kind of smell that you really enjoy, bring it to the hospital. Um, Many hospitals too have essential oils. I know multiple hospitals where I have worked, we have diffusers and like lavender and eucalyptus and peppermint oils that we can bring into the room. And temperature, you want to be a comfortable temperature. Sometimes you can get really hot in labor and we can put cold washcloths on your head or neck or back. Bring things with you from home that make you feel safe and comfortable. Bring your own pillow. Bring your own blanket. If you would like, you can bring your own hospital gown or whatever you want to labor and birth in. I've seen some people bring in pictures that they like or little affirmations that they like to hang up on the wall. You don't have to do those things. Um, Not many people do them, but if that sounds like that's something that would make you feel comfortable and safe in your room, then bring them. Breathing. So, When we're breathing through contractions or breathing to stay calm if you're having a C-section, there's no perfect way to breathe or a best way to breathe. Your body will find the best way to breathe for you. Some people like to take long, deep breaths. Some people like to take a long breath and then a shorter breath and then a long. You do whatever your body needs to do. But what we don't want to do is like take short little breaths and hyperventilate and get our body to be in a flight or flight response and freak out. I really recommend practicing deep breathing every single day while you're pregnant. And you're thinking, are you serious, Mackenzie? Like, it's just breathing. I know how to breathe. I know how to take a deep breath. I promise you, I know it sounds silly, but I promise you practicing breathing really helps you to be able to immediately relax and breathe when you do start a contraction. In the morning when you wake up, before you get out of bed, just lay there and take 10 nice deep breaths. At night when you go to bed, before you fall asleep, just take another 10 nice deep breaths. Just do that every day. 
I'm asking for 20 breaths a day. It's, you don't have to like sit down and be like, okay, now's my breathing practice. Just before you go to bed and when you wake up, just take those nice deep breaths. What you can do is breathe in through your nose for four seconds and then breathe out through your mouth for six seconds. If that's too hard, start with four counts in and four counts out. Um, In through your nose and out through your mouth. If your nose is stuffy because when you're pregnant, you just can have a stuffy nose, then just breathe in and out through your mouth. But what's nice is breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth if you're able to. When you do take those nice deep breaths, relax your body as you exhale. Try to relax from head to toe. I have a podcast for a pregnancy-guided meditation. There's also a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, Just type in positive pregnancy meditation, and it will help you practice breathing too. I mean, there's like 10 to 20 minute ones. Um, I also personally liked the Expectful app when I was pregnant. I did um, a lot of their meditations as well. So when you're practicing your breathing, practice progressively relaxing all of your muscles. So starting from your head to your jaw, shoulders, your belly, your legs, head to toe, We want to focus on relaxing because through contractions and through labor, you want to stay as relaxed and like a limp noodle as possible. Some people in labor focus on something to get them through each contraction. And everyone kind of has a different focus. Some people focus on a rhythmic movement or they focus on an object or something in the room or they focus on a specific word or mantra. It's kind of hard to plan what you're going to focus on before you're in labor. You kind of just naturally fall into focus on something in the room. Some people will focus on a word like release, open, relax, something like that. Um, I personally was a big rhythmic movement focuser. So in my first labor, I loved just to sway side to side, and I just focused on that movement through the contraction. My second birth, I focused on my vocalization, where I was just like, ooh, mooing like a cow through each contraction. Some people like to focus on an object in the room, like they will just pick a spot on a picture on the wall, and they just stare at that spot through their whole contraction. So it's so interesting and unique what everyone kind of focuses on to get them through. Visualization is another tool. So visualization is using the power of your mind to, you know, escape to a beautiful, safe place in your mind during the contractions. And that place is different for everyone. It could be a beach, a garden, a little hut in the forest, I don't know, wherever you feel the most safe. Visualization is helpful if you practice daily while you're pregnant, you know, exploring that space in your mind and relaxing and breathing and going to that space frequently so that when you are in labor, you can easily bring your mind to that space. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, mantras and affirmations. So these are positive sayings that help ease and kind of trick your mind into relaxing and reminding yourself that everything is safe and normal and everything will be okay. You can easily just Google positive pregnancy or positive labor and birth affirmations. Um, But here are just a couple. 
My mind is relaxed. My body is relaxed. I trust my body. I trust my baby. I trust my birth. I am safe. My baby is safe. I will never have to do that contraction again. Each wave has a purpose. My contractions can never be stronger than me. They are me. Vocalization. So the low, deep moans can help be a focal point. And having a low tone, deep moan can help relax your pelvic floor for birth. I seriously was mooing like a cow. I, you know what? I wasn't really mooing. I sound like a beached whale. I was a beached whale during this birth of my second child. But that vocalization of the, oh, kind of low, deep moans, really, that was the only thing I could focus on. And I could have never gotten through my labor without doing that, each contraction. What we want to avoid is high-pitched shrieking during labor because that high-pitched shriek if you think about it doing this you're tensing up your face you're tensing up your shoulders and that is also tensing up your pelvic floor so if you need to vocalize through your labor go for a lower tone rather than a higher pitched shriek Okay, switching gears to more objects that you can use to cope through labor. Let's talk about a TENS unit. A TENS unit is called, it's T-E-N-S. It stands for Transcutaneous Electrical Nerve Stimulation. So they're little like patches that you can apply to your lower back, usually on either side of your spine, and it hooks up to this little like electrical box. You can buy a TENS unit at like your local drugstore or online When you have it on, you can go up and down to whatever level is comfortable for you. It kind of feels like a buzzing or tingling or pricking sensation, and it kind of distracts you. It doesn't take away the intensity of the contraction. However, it can dull it and just keep it down, not make it as intense. TENS units can be helpful in back labor and also kind of more when you're in an early, early to active labor. Usually once you're in very active, active labor and transition, the TENS unit is not going to work as well. So this tool is better used earlier in labor. I don't know of many hospitals that have TENS units like in stock. So if you are interested in this, I would recommend probably either talking to your doctor or midwife to see if they have that, but you may have to purchase it on your own. The comb hack. So many hospitals have a comb. So if you do forget to bring your own, it's okay. We usually have combs at the hospital. But you can take a comb and with the teeth of the comb, put it to your palm and squeeze it in your hand squeezing this comb can help kind of press acupressure points on your hand to decrease pain. It's a nice distraction, but it also kind of uses the gate control theory of pain to help lessen the pain of the contraction. The gate control theory of pain is basically like, so something's painful, right? You have pain signals going from that spot on your body up your spinal cord to your brain saying, ah, this is painful. So that gate is open. So we can do things to close that gate to have less of the pain signals go up to your brain to say that it's painful. How would we close that gate? Um, By putting pressure or something soothing, light rubbing on that, you know, wherever it's painful to lessen the effect of the pain. So, you know, you stub your toe, 
very painful, but then you grab your toe and rub it and it's less painful. So that's kind of the gay control theory of pain. So the TENS unit, that electrical stimulus to your back and squeezing a comb, use that gait control theory where those stimuli to your body help close off that gait so less pain signals go up to your brain. I personally have not used the comb squeeze. However, I have had patients squeeze a comb while they're sitting and getting their epidural and they found that really helpful massage and touch and counter pressure again going along with that gait control theory where pushing massaging on your back shoulders wherever you need to relax tension can help decrease the pain stimulation that goes to your brain there's no perfect way to massage it's however you feel comfortable some people like to be touched during labor and love the hip squeezes and counter pressure on their tailbone some people do not want to be touched at all and want to be completely left alone and you don't really know how you're going to act and be until you're in labor you may be surprised that you're thinking you don't want to be touched at all and once you're in labor you do need all of that massage and maybe it might be opposite you thought you're going to want the massage but you don't want to be touched at all if you do have a partner or someone who is going to be in the birth room with you who will actively be helping you i really suggest practicing massage and counter pressure while you're pregnant so that when you are in labor then your partner knows exactly how to touch you and what you like i do have a birth partner cheat sheet as a free download on my website mckenzieandmotherhood.com freebies and on that freebie i have a bunch of labor positions and how to do counter pressure and the double hip squeeze so go and download that freebie so you have that so go and download that freebie so you have that for you and your birth partner Massage and birth will look like massaging your shoulders, massaging down your back, massaging your butt, your thighs, your hands, your feet. Some people really like counter pressure, which is just a strong, steady force applied to one spot. And usually it's like the lower back tailbone area during a contraction, especially if you are having back labor, meaning feeling all the contractions in your back. Other people like double hip squeezes, which is where your partner will place their hands along your hips um, and they use their palms to apply pressure up and in to your pelvis. And your partner's hands are on the like fleshy circle of muscle, not on your hip bones. Some people really love these double hip squeezes and want them for every contraction. Side note. As a partner or doula or labor and delivery nurse supporting someone through labor, it's a hard job on your muscles. You gotta have some muscle, you gotta have some muscle definition in your forearms and your biceps, because doing those hip squeezes and holding legs and supporting bodies, it's a it's a strong sport. <laughs> kind of going into the massage and counter pressure is labor positions and moving throughout labor. Movement helps baby descend into your pelvis. It helps baby turn and rotate how they need to to be in an optimal position for birth. Movement and using gravity can help cause more efficient, stronger contractions. And moving how your body tells you to, especially if you're having back pain and you feel better leaning over on the ball, leaning over on the bed, that can help reduce the pain of your contractions. 
There are many tools to help you into different positions and movements while in labor, like a birth ball, which is like, you know, the big exercise ball, yoga ball. You can sit on it. You can lean lean over on it. You can do a lunge with it. And then there's peanut balls, which are like basically big yoga balls, but they're shaped like a peanut. And you can, again, lean on them. You can straddle them. You can lay on your side and have the peanut ball in different different positions on your legs, like in between your knees, in between your ankles. You can lunge with it. There are lots of things we can do with tools that we have, like the balls. And then if we don't have the tools, you can do stuff with a chair or a bed or your partner. You can kind of do that middle school slow dance and swing, sway, lean on your partner. You can sit backwards on a chair and with the head of the chair, just kind of rest. You can, with a chair, do some lunging and get that asymmetrical movement in your pelvis as you lunge. On a bed, on a table, you can just kind of lean over and let your belly hang. There are so many different positions we can do to help facilitate your labor to continue and baby to descend. Now, you don't have to memorize certain labor positions or think, oh, during this phase, I have to do this position and this phase, I have to do this position. Because honestly, that kind of information is more for your birth team to know, like as a labor and delivery nurse, doulas, um, as a midwife or doctor, we know positioning that can help change baby into different positions. That's not really your job. If it want, if you want to know that, of course you can memorize that and stuff. Let's take that off your plate. You don't have to know that. We, we've got you there. When it comes to movement and positions and labor, your body knows what's going on the best and knows what's going on with baby the best. So if you just listen to your body, move intuitively how it wants to move, that is usually the best position for you in your labor. Some people enjoy just standing or sitting. Some people like to lay on their side. Some people like to lay on their back. Some people like to be on their hands and knees. However you need to do it, just listen to your body. Finally, hydrotherapy. So water, water is so, so helpful in labor and reducing pain. I think it says a lot when the tub is commonly referred to as the midwife's epidural. Sitting in the bath and submerged in water, it can help relieve the pressure and the pain of contractions. Because when you're in water, you're more buoyant, right? You're not as weighted to the ground. So it helps take that gravity off and it can really help decrease the pressure and help everything relax. And this is a personal experience because I did labor and give birth in the water with my second and the contractions from sitting in that hospital bed versus the contractions I felt sitting submerged in water, night and day difference so much less pressure and I was able to breathe and relax my pelvic floor so much easier when I was in the water. If you don't have access to a tub, take a shower. Take a shower at home or in the hospital. Having that warm water go down your back, go down your belly, it can help you relax. Hydrotherapy, they have found in the research that it does lower the need for pain medications and it makes people feel more satisfied with their pain relief. So I highly recommend if you're able to get into the tub or the shower, try it. 
all these comfort techniques that I mentioned, they work the best when they are combined. So just breathing without anything else might not lower all your pain. But if you are focusing on your breath while you are moving and someone is putting pressure on your tailbone and you're listening to relaxing music, that can greatly decrease your pain or perception of pain versus just doing one thing. These techniques are all important to know whether or not you plan on having a unmedicated birth or medicated with, you know, IV pain meds or nitrous oxide or an epidural. Either way, you will feel some pain or intensity discomfort during your labor. Think of all these techniques I just mentioned as tools, and we can put all of these in a toolbox. And when we need to figure out how to cope through a contraction, you can pick any one of these tools or a combo of these tools to help you cope. And say you're having a C-section, well, you can choose a visualization or a focusing technique or a mantra affirmation while breathing to help you relax while you are back in the operating room ready to meet your baby. I hope you learned something today and you have now some tips and tricks to keep in the back of your mind in your toolbox for when you're ready to meet your baby. On my website, I do have free PDFs for a birth plan and birth plan options, which I Uh, list a lot of these options that I talked about in this episode. And then I do have that birth partner cheat sheet guide for your partner. If you go to mckenzieonmotherhood.com slash freebies, you can download all the PDFs that I have there. I hope you have a wonderful day and rest of your week. And remember, you are doing a great job if no one's told you that. And I'm really proud of you. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. I'd love you forever if you hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with all of your friends. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at mackenzie.on.motherhood or check out my website, mackenzieonmotherhood.com. I've got some great free resources for you guys, like a birth plan and a postpartum checklist. And then, of course, if you want to be on the podcast, head over to my website and submit your story. And final reminder, the views and opinions expressed on the Mackenzie and Motherhood podcast are for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The views expressed are my own opinions, and for more detailed information, visit mackenzieonmotherhood.com slash disclaimer.